live. And now we're live. We are live okay. as we speak. As I speak. As you speak? Because I got like a flash of like a number and then it disappeared, so I didn't get the countdown. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take you at your uh, word, sir. We do record. 15, 16, 17. Look at that. The number just keeps going higher. Christ, it's already too long. First and foremost, happy birthday, sir. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. First, we're recording this on November 9th, which is Graham's birthday. He's finally, how old? Uh, 24. But I have a question. Is it is it healthy of me to be recording an episode of my podcast on my birthday? It's not not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. It's, yeah, like... What else are you doing? Oh, I don't know. What am I doing with my life? You're doing school. Right, right. So you can get a job and get paid and Man. do the grind and then hate your life. Hooray. Oh, right. That bundle of joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is why we have alcohol, friends. And that's what I drink currently on Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions, and I'm Corey. And I am Graham Stunitsky. I am your High Opinions. Today, I have been pre-gaming with weed, but I'm going to be relaxing with a glass of wine, a bottle of wine, I should say, as we record this. So uh, today, instead of your High Opinions, you can think of me as your cross-examinations. Worst fucking joke, not a man, but whatever. Fuck you. It's, I think it's funny. Yeah. And you're probably the only one. <laughs> but, it's, but we're all about self. I think it's funny. Self love here. All that matters. <laughs> if I find it funny, then there's at least one other person in the world who thinks it's funny too. Yeah, you know who that is. Your brother. Fair. Because <laughs> <laughs> you two are basically twins. <laughs> yeah. You'd think a six-year age difference would... (laughs) No, you guys are straight up Fred and George Weasley. (laughs) Except he's bald and I have glasses. Yeah, no, not seeing it. Fair enough. He's also like four inches taller than me, but whatever. 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 (laughs) How salty are you right now about this? (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) Yeah, clearly. Okay. So I was thinking about, you had a question for me earlier today in preparation for this podcast, and that was about, you know, like, there's a flight of beer. There's a flight of alcohol. You know, whenever you get alcoholic beverages in, like, a tasting, it will usually come in in flights. Yeah, you can get, like, a shot or it's, like, two ounces of beer on a flight. It usually comes out, or uh, it's probably more than two ounces, but it comes out to, like, two beers with... With, yeah. but you're getting like four different styles, so you can sample them. And yeah, you were asking me like, like what would be the equivalent for for weed? And um, I mean, personally, I feel like flight it works better because we get high when we smoke weed. So you want to be flying, so you want a flight of weed. Um, but I had another one, and this would work. This would be like kind of the uh, you know how uh, uh, flights come in in uh, typically horizontal. Um, uh, uh, trays. What I'm suggesting is a vertical tray, a tower, so to speak. And this, these will be called heights of weed. Like towers sometimes are called heights. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, each, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and there will be five, uh, uh, levels, uh, uh, five stories, so to speak. And each story will have a, a different strain. 
Different strain of weed. A height of weed. A h- heights of weed. Because you know how they're heights? But yeah, it, it could be a height I, I, of weed. I, I, see, I feel it like just height because it's... Weed. Because even though there's like flights, like it's a singular versus plural, you, but it's a flight of beer that yeah, it's it's a singular word, but you it get describes a flight of beer a and a height plural of weed description height of, of weed amount of alcohol. So yeah, you get a height of weed. I just I don't know. I feel like that rolls off the tongue better too instead of heights of weed. That's no, I know it, it rolls off the tongue uh, 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 better. I'm just one of those people who like really gets into the fucking like, but technically, <laughs> no, but you are an English major there, J.R.R. Tolkien. Not so an English whatever. major, fine arts major, creative writing minor, minor, creative writing minor. Yeah, good luck with the job market, my friend. <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me you're getting a minor in social sciences. <laughs> I, I write my own way. <laughs> But a height, heights of weed. I, I kind of dig this. I think this could catch on. I think uh, you or uh, now uh, the only weed, kicker, the weed, only weed heights. It could be a height of weed, but it's but typically they're known as weed heights. All right. Oh, okay. So now that that I think would work better with the plural of heights. If you say, hey, I want to get a weed heights. Let's yeah, go but, get a weed heights. But I'm just thinking of it in the term of like usually when towers are called, you know, Acadia Heights or something like that. You know. Yeah, or like you know Washington Heights in New York City. Sure. I get it. I get you. I'm just trying to think this through for the common man because that's always your but they have fault is you think about what works for you and not e. what the rest of the world works. Heights are typically spelled with e, so H E I. H uh, G H T. What if it's a height? H I G H T. You need to switch majors, sir. <laughs> we're now play. who's going to build? <laughs> all right, all right. So now you have. Now we're going to tie it back in. You have homework for Spencer because oh, no. he needs to create the first weed heights. Mm, mm. Okay, I'll get him right on that. All right. Summerland underscore wood or whatever you are, Instagram. Yes. Is that what it is? Summerland, Summerland Woodworking. Yeah, Summerland Woodworking out of Washington State. Check out his Instagram. It's fucking dope. Fucking dope. Uh, what's the full Instagram handle? Summerland underscore woodworking. Oh, fucking I. All right. Yeah, definitely check it out. He does some really cool shit. So we're going to do a full shameless plug here for Spencer and his woodworking because it's, it's really dope. For uh, But he needs to create... Three, if you count Spencer. Um, <laughs> I, don't think you, he Spencer. I don't think he listens. <laughs> he has. He's told me he has. Oh. <laughs> He's like, hey, the podcast sounds really cool. And I'm like, hey, thanks. Well, uh, but it, it sounds really cool. That's what it means from what I've told him of it. He doesn't yeah, listen maybe. to it. But get him to listen to this episode and get him to create the third Weed Heights. And then we'll have sponsored drunk thoughts and high opinion weed heights for all the potheads out there that could be a we thing s- we could this will be our first merch or our first official merch we could advertise it we could advertise we we've created a whole new thing they're called you know, weed, heights. weed heights brought weed to you heights. by drunk thoughts and high opinions boom you have, see I can while see you have a major now. that's going to go nowhere now. in life i can see the commercial now <laughs> have you ever had a flight you forgot the fade in um you ever had a flight of beer you ever had a flight of wine or whiskey savory little tastes of each different thing but you never had one of those for weed did you never toked it passed it 
toked again, passed it on, toked another, till each strain had hit you in a different kind of way. Well, now you can. Brought to you by Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions is Weed <laughs> Heights. The first tower of weed <laughs> tasting that you will find in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I have two drunk thoughts of this. <laughs> Only two. <laughs> One. I don't know why I'm so turned on right now. <laughs> <laughs> two. Why the country fights? <laughs> to throw off the audience where is this going <laughs> <laughs> alright that's a fair justification I won't argue it I'm gonna, I'm gonna need like three minutes and a cigarette after this show <laughs> oh I can keep but, doing it all night <clears throat> alright please no, 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 no. Uh, I will ruin my desk <laughs> Is by far the best ASMR I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> and we could you we could use that if we if we were to make this into a thing we could use that <laughs> legitimately no. as a commercial. We'd have we, to redo it. <laughs> I, I like uh, yeah. We'd have to redo it. And we got to get Ethan Feaster <laughs> to do the voice. wow recasting me already. <laughs> <laughs> You're too good. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? Ethan would be better. <laughs> Maybe. We'll find out. But he's got that cowboy twang. Yours is clearly an impression. He's got that full-on twang. But the Alaskan... That's a fair point, I was going to say, but that makes it better. But we all know it doesn't. And besides, like, if it was a... So, if it was a live-action commercial, can't you just see see him in, like, his cowboy hat and he, like, lifts up and he's like... Yes. Have you ever had a, a flight of beer? Yes. And then, like, to sensually, like, leaning against the barn... Or a flight of wine. Like you can yeah. just see Ethan doing this in his full cowboy gear and like delivering us the goods. We're we're doing this. We're doing this. This is happening. Brought this to you by happening. drunk thoughts and high opinions. Brought to you by drunk. <laughs> Brought to you by drunk thoughts and high opinions. The right, first weed heights. I really want to see this by Spencer. <laughs> Please tell him like that's your Christmas gift to you or something. Like it's like, hey, if you haven't got me a Christmas gift, this is what you can build. Yeah, for me. yeah. But speaking of which, I, like I, I loved his his uh, uh, birthday presents to me. They were wonderful. This would be a wonderful Christmas present instead of getting me more of what he got me for my birthday. Which is what? Which is, I got uh, my brother is. Uh, uh, quite interested in the Hellboy universe, uh, as you are, as you know, he has collected an, uh, the omnibuses for literally everything ever published of Hellboy. Uh, uh, that includes the BPRD, which is the bureau that that Hellboy works for. There was a completely separate comic uh, st- uh, uh, comic series focused on the BPRD. That was not just Hellboy. And then, of course, there's, you know, 
10 other spinoff comics, even if they were just a few uh, uh, oh, issues. Course. And so my brother, in an effort to get me more interested in it, which I already am interested in it. Like, he's already sold me. I'm just, I'm fucking busy all the time. <laughs> and um, Sure you are. So I, and then he also got me one, another comic book, which I'm actually very interested in. This one I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about. Uh, we've talked about Alejandro Hodorowsky on here before. Um, who was yeah, the, he did the. He was supposed to do Dune back before uh, he, David Lynch, he, back in like the seventies, eighties. He developed and pitched Dune in nineteen seventy five uh, to lot to Hollywood producers as a fourteen hour film. With thank you for repeating what I just said. I you said you said <laughs> early on I was giving more detail. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he cr- was a crazy man. But he his fourteen hour Dune uh, uh, brought along a lot of great ideas. That turned into a massive comic book universe. And it started with... Excuse me. It started with a comic called The Inkal. And uh, it took just a few of the ideas that he had in his original Dune. Not not all of them, just a few. And it was him and uh, uh, Mobius, the great comic book artist from France, who, you know... Mobius. I don't know. You don't know I, Mobius? Like no. the iconic I know the Mobius yeah. strip. Mobius is the iconic name of of comic. Are you talking book. about Owen Wilson's character in Loki? No. But I think that I think that that character is named after I in fact I think I'm almost certain that he's named after cuz Mobius cre- uh, created a lot of the artwork for many you know. <laughs> I know Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. Fair enough. Maybe that character was slightly inspired who knows but mobius um or moibius as hodorowsky would uh, refer to him is one of the great comic book artists of all time and they helped they developed uh, the dune art style together and then uh, including 14 hours worth of storyboards and then he did the work for the inkal and then after the inkal was a very a big success they went on and t- took huge inspiration from their original dune concept which was very different from dune <laughs> so it was practically its own thing at that point they just turned that into a comic book called the meta barons mm. the meta barons and that's pretty cool the meta barons became kind of the the overarching you know universe the big uh, uh in fact it's called the meta baron universe um Podorowski's com- kind of overarching comic book universe and the Inkal falls under that even though it's just kind of smaller but I'm very intrigued by it. The artwork is really cool, and Mobius did such intense work that, like, you can see in some of the pictures, like he drew. If there's a thousand people in there, he drew every every single like character, even if it's just a little tiny little, uh, 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 uh tiny tiny circle. Like he actually had his microscopic glasses <clears throat> while he was working on it, so his attention to detail was immense. And immense, um, immense, and so here to hear, folks. I'm very excited to jump into that. I've read the first little bit. I mean, within the first five pages, um, uh, uh, um, a dog man that is a a, a human with a dog's head. uh, So Bojack, yes, so to speak, or Mr. Peanut Butter, or Mr. Peanut Butter, is uh, having sex with a woman. Who, after finishing having sex, uh, she like takes off an amulet and becomes like this old, old woman. 
very Game of Thrones. In fact, Game of Thrones stole that because this comic was like in 1980 <laughs> or 1985. So um, I'm very excited to jump into that. Uh, but instead of buying me more comics for uh, Christmas, because my, my book collection is already like drowning me because I, 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 I'm, I have trouble reading as well as I used to anyway. Um, but instead of that, Spencer, please make uh, Weed Heights. <laughs> weed Heights by Drunk Thoughts and High Opinions. Weed Heights by, by Drunk Thoughts and Woodworks. Uh, well, my birthday gift to you is allowing you to be cross-examinations and drink on this show. Thank so you. So you're fucking welcome. Fucking best gift of all time right there. It is the best gift of all time. Don't at me. I knew we were going to save, uh, uh, like, swapping roles for... Um, a special episode yeah for a special episode but we've stopped counting how many episodes we've done at this point so <laughs> we can't I mean, count I, I, were we were we ever counting in the beginning i wasn't i mean we did when we were when we were developing the show we kept saying like oh yeah for the like the hundredth episode we'll do this and oh that. yeah yeah well that's that's far off that's we like can two years away if we do this weekly so yeah. we'll figure it out because especially because minnesota the state i'm currently in they just legalized edibles up to like five milligrams so i figure if i get like 10 of those fuckers i might get a buzz and then uh there you go and then we might be able to do this so in or, solidarity though i know you're drinking so i'm wearing dabs. the blood manic chronic Sure, to try to like at least get halfway there. Like I'm not Fair. smoking weed, but it's like I'm wearing. I appreciate weed, you. I, guess. I, I appreciate you. And plus, they're bros. You know, yeah. James and the Bob, Blood Metal Chronic. The you bros could, are my bro. Speaking of Chronic, you could get some uh, get a dab machine. <sighs> this show would be so boring because it would just be you talking and me sitting here like, oh, "Am what I gonna the punch my going screen? on? Edge, am I yeah, gonna punch I'm... my screen?" <laughs> Beat. I, I like still I remember, that fucker I still on, remember uh... you getting so high <laughs> off of those dabs, and then we're talking to that one guy who was trying to he was like preaching this fantasy novel to us. This just like fantasy novel we Is that never what he was talking of. about? Yeah, it was a fantasy novel I'd never heard of before. You know what? He had probably written it himself, self-published, and was like trying to like uh, 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 drive up. Because yeah, in my mind, he was like a Bible thumper. That's what he was doing, but for this fantasy <laughs> book, that's literally what he was doing. That's, no, that's what he was doing. It probably was the Bible. Maybe it was, it was too high. To it was so weird. No, that. Well, okay. Well, you know how I feel about the Bible, so maybe Man, that's what no, was no, happening. We only got another forty-five high. minutes. Let's not go down that road. But no, no, like literally, that's that's. To, maybe that was what was happening it was just that, that the way he was describing it, i was like this is a fantasy novel but <laughs> this guy this guy killed his brother and still went to heaven fuck you this is a fucking <laughs> there is no heaven dudes turning like bread and water into fish and wine what the fuck <laughs> no way uh, so for your birthday as well i understand you purchased it was also dropped today mm. the new god of war game it was a wonderful Ragnarok. birthday present to mm. myself and to from yourself. and from sony to deliver it on my birthday santa monica studios big yeah. shout out so i feel like this week's episode should be focused on god of war we should touch on that franchise we've talked yeah. about a lot of video games in the past but i think we should touch on this before we dive into that though give me your history of the God of War games, your experience with those games, 
first one dropped in 2005, which I will judge your parents super hard if they let you play it back then. I did not. So... It was 2006. My, mm-hmm. as, you, as you know, my parents were sticklers about video games. Um, mm-hmm. my, my parents are actually very close in age to your parents. Uh, so they probably... Um, they grew up with that mentality of like you shouldn't even be watching television during the week and shit like that you know and um so by the time that they were having kids they had evolved to like oh tvs movies are fine during the week um but video games are that, that's terrible that's for that's for the weekend and only for like an hour or two hours or something like that so they also had this kind of weird um feeling of Nintendo is the company that does video games, so we don't trust other companies. So when Sony came out with a PlayStation, and my brother was um, my brother was you know four or five when the PlayStation came out, came out, but by the time the PlayStation Two came out, he was you know nearly ten, and uh, you know eight or nine, and he knew and wanted to play a lot of the games on those systems, and had friends who had the uh, that system. And uh, my parents had that very that big mentality of like, well, Sony still hasn't proven themselves as a video game competitor after the success of the PlayStation One. Um, so they they just kind of had this mentality of like, no, Nintendo is the proven company. So by the time the Xbox 360 came out and the PS3, my brother was old enough to be like working during the summer and making money, and he got an Xbox 360. Um, and he was very excited about it. He got Oblivion. He got, um, that's pretty much the only game I remember because that affected my life so well. Um, and not I, talking, I know, not talking I know, the best. I know, we I know, did that. I know, move on, I know, move on. I know, but he got, but Pick the like, story he, up. I'm getting yeah, drunk here. He, so he, yeah, he started like diversifying and playing uh, different systems and that made me excited about an Xbox 360. So I got one when I was able to start making money for myself and then Later, my brother became really interested in, like, story-focused, like, one-player games. And that's what where Sony really shines. PlayStation 3 especially proved itself as, like, you know, with Xbox 360 really focusing a lot on um, multiplayer and Nintendo focusing a lot on just kind of, like, goofy Nintendo kids games. We the Yeah, Sony was like, we're going to do the nitty-gritty, you know, Last of Us, Uncharted. You know, they're going to do the really cool, like, hip mainstream indie games, so to speak. Like, that was what they were... They were doing the... Like, the that, yeah, that's an oxymoron, but go they ahead. They were mainstream... <laughs> Uh, uh, publishers and and developers making games that felt indie is what I mean by that statement. Um, they it felt like they could have been made by an you know indie developer, and so they they kind of cemented themselves as like we're doing a lot more of that. And so in an effort to play a lot of the games that like really interested me um, that he was playing, I also got a PlayStation Three, and with that came a God of War collection, uh, all three Uncharted games. I eventually mm. got The Last of Us. And also a slew of other uh, games that I'm, I'm, you know, not remembering right at this moment. But go- that's where I Which got is fine. introduced. We're only focused on that's the where God I of War intru- got introduced to God of War. I knew of God of War. I was familiar with it, but this is where I played it for the first time, uh, and fucking loved it. I did not play through the third game, but I did beat the first two, and I loved them. And I and from many, like 
things I've read, the second game is like the best one in the series. Like the third one's awesome, but the second one, like people say, is just the uh, has been ranked highest by by most play uh, play places. And I would generally agree; those boss fights were fucking dope and really good mechanically hmm. um so i loved that hmm. game i loved number one as well like number i i i just loved the franchise so i'm gonna go full katarina on that and go so hmm. when they rebooted in 2018 i was obviously excited um and i heard great things saw my brother play and i played a little bit i played i've i played probably like the first five hours four times the first act or so the first act or so like the prologue and a little bit past that i played all of that like four times maybe 10 hours of gameplay once but then i finally about eight months ago sat down and just played through the entire game full story and i was absolutely moved emotionally i was right floored right by the heartful heartfelt storytelling and the connection that they that they made with this character who for the original series was basically just a killing machine just a one note a one shallow note character killing machine that you enjoyed because he was just so over the top yeah yeah wasn't a bad character but he was just very shallow what and they, they did so much death. the original the original games were designed around heavy metal if you even if you look back at interviews with the developers they said like what they were always listening to heavy metal while uh while making the original god of war games and they like it, or at least the original game and that was like kind of their driving force of like we want to do um uh w- what if greek mythology was kind of driven by that like like uh uh intensity of heavy metal music and in a way that kind of is exactly what god of war is it, it's, <laughs> it's greek mythology driven by that that just anger and and hardness yeah that's like that and that's almost the rhythm of the fighting in the original games is yeah it's a lot of just chaos and a lot going on yeah but it works but it works and i loved the whole section of like i thought it was all taking place in the city and then all of a sudden there's this just this giant moving temple and you go onto that and that's the next <laughs> half of the game yeah you're on temple of pandora on the temple Aww. of pandora for like the entire like half of second half of the game uh, it was oh, just so cool. w- wonderful uh, original trilogy thought it was great but i think what they did by pivoting to this more i mean they were obviously influenced a lot by the last of us people really responded to that uh father daughter kind of dynamic between mm-hmm. uh, uh joel and ellie ellie and yeah. in, um in la in the last of us so people people loving that was i definitely think a inspiration or a, or a direct um uh kind of hey this will this is a good thing let's let's have uh kratos have like a kind of problem with his son that'll that'll really you know that'll well, get some people uh, uh interested that are not just into the i violence. think it's a little deeper than that i think 
it's like, okay, what do you do with a guy who is always angry? What can you do with a character who is constantly pissed off at the fucking world? Mm -hmm. And for those who don't know, just a brief introduction to the character. The God of War games, the original God of War games that spanned from 2005 to like, oh, I don't even know when the third game came out. 2013. God of War 1. That's what I wanted to say, but I didn't want to be wrong. The, uh, uh, but there, yeah. anyway, point being, God, God of, the original God of War trilogy was about a guy who loses his family because of a deception from the Greek god, the Greek pantheon of gods. And so he just goes on a fucking warpath for three games, killing gods, killing titans, killing anybody who gets in his way. He's just an anger fucking machine where he just kills and destroys the Greek pantheon yeah. out of pure spite and frustration and hatred for gods. Despite being one himself, he's actually a son of Zeus. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, so that's not too far-fetched from Greek mythology. And then they came out with God of War 2018, as uh, the high-minded miser here has already mentioned. And it's like, well, what do you, you know? What do you do with a character who's just pissed off all the time? And I thought it was brilliant. They asked themselves, "What if he can't get angry?" Yeah. And that is the whole basis of the first reboot of the game. He has a son who he is forced to temper his anger with, because he's trying to not be that person to his son. He is trying to be better and trying to teach this kid about the world and to be. You know, because he doesn't want to set a bad example. And so he has to temper that anger and be better. And they just do it so fucking beautifully. Yeah. And for the record, I'm on my fourth vodka tonic. So, mm -hmm. wee! Uh, <laughs> and holy shit, is it just amazing. Yeah. Well, we're here to talk about God of War Ragnarok and to do some predictions. How much of Ragnarok did you play today before we started recording? like 20 minutes okay. so so i got through like I, the opening credit scroll <laughs> yeah i got i played the first two hours or so i i, I fought the first three bosses uh wow, there's three bosses in the first two hours holy shit uh yeah but i think the like uh one of them was just kind of like a mini boss that had a it had a big health bar but i took it out so quickly so like a tutorial boss no nah, not even it was the third <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. So, uh, no, the the honestly, I think that this game is going to be fucking amazing. I've heard a lot of good things from people so far, but having just played the first two hours, I think that they're on to something truly special here. It's a I lot of what I there, wanted uh... in the first game. I hate to say it there, G-Money, this is probably going to dethrone your Elden Ring as game of the year. I don't know. I think it I... will. I'm putting my money down. We'll see. We'll see. It'll definitely make me more emotional, like the story will, but Elden mm -hmm. Ring was ju is just so replayable. So replayable for me. Like I can always go back mm -hmm. and play that game. And that, this is that is an infinitely uh, uh, powerful mark when grading a game for me. Is how replayable is but it? But I'm talking. You gotta. You gotta step away from yourself. I'm talking objectively, game of the year from the critic standpoint. For you, Elden Ring will be game of the year until like 2030. Sure. But for the rest of the world, then, yeah, this just is from the critic standpoint. Just from two I think hours this is of playing, to... I think that this is already like I'm dying. To replayability get back is great, <laughs> but emotionally, yeah, same. 
That's why I'm like, we got to hurry this shit up. We got a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think having an emotional story is so much more powerful than replayability in a game. That's that's totally fair. At least nowadays. I used to love to value a game from replayability, and that's how I justified spending $50, $60, $70 on a game. But now it's like... Absolutely, yeah. Well, almost... Yeah. Almost 100%. It's like 99% of viewers uh, gave this game. 99.999% of viewers gave this game 10 out of 10. All stars possible. Uh, Except game for Game Informer, which gave me like a 9 out of 10. I 10 was out of like, 10. Mm. I think they were just trying to be like, it's not perfect. Uh, we're, we're trying to be very, like, technical here. But there was one. There hold was, on. Hold on. What's that fucking accent? We're trying to be very technical here. Um, it's the most like snooty 80s thing I've ever exactly. Um, but all right, pause. I have three beers. Oh, God. I'm done with vodka tonics. I have three beers. You need to decide for me. Beer, I have an orange pilsner. Oh. Don't touch Santa's beer. I have a blueberry maple stout. Mm-hmm. That is quite delicious. Mm-hmm. And I lastly, I have a vanilla bean porter. Don't touch Santa. All right. So, all right. You make it. Yeah, I forgot where I fucking was, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how everything, all the critics gave it like oh, 10 yeah, out of yeah, 10 yeah. and stuff. Um, so there's one. I got you, bro. I got you, yeah, homie. Thank you. There's one reviewer, I think in South Korea. It was like South Korea IGN or something like that. Uh, and it was just like, it was one of those things of like ten reviewers wrote into this one thing, and each of them gave their review, and he and they all gave like one paragraph, and so and he this one person who just occasionally writes in was like, you know what, I felt like this was just a giant DLC for the first game, uh, I, it was just more of that. It was stuff that I felt like should have been there in the first place, uh, before they released the first game. Six out of ten. Which is fair a fair standpoint. I've had that. I've had that exact uh, 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 review of other games in the past. I am not one to argue with that. That was that person's viewpoint on this. He, that was their opinion. That was their opinion. But one, they're but wrong. They were, but they're they're, they're wrong. But they're but they're entitled <laughs> to it. But but see how we're reacting to it. Well, somebody uh, 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 threatened to murder this reviewer. Be uh, 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 signing them, uh, um, uh, uh, citing them as being an absolute idiot for thinking that the game would be anything less than a ten out of ten. So, obviously, people are idiots. Um, oh, for sure, for sure, no doubt, for sure, no doubt. But this is one person who gave it a six out of ten out of the sea of. Hundreds of thousands of people who are like ten out of ten. I'm weeping <laughs> already. Like within the first ten minutes, there's always that one naysayer, mm-hmm. and and you know, honestly, you know, if it is more of the same, if it's more of the first or what the first should have had, good. Who cares? It's that's, that's good. all. I'm I am so here for that because the first game was so fucking good. It was so beautiful. Yeah. The combat, the, the the story, the the narrative, the voice, the the, the, the motion capture, and the voice acting. Christopher Judge and Sony Soljin yeah. uh, just knocked it out of the park. I mean, how popular was, you know, for like all of 2018, you couldn't go anywhere in the video game world and he- not hear the word boy. Boy. 
Yeah. It was amazing. Boy. So like, give me more of that. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fucking fix it. That's my Absolutely. Thought. Yeah. And and uh how much of the what I have played beyond you, you don't want me to spoil what I what you haven't played. Oh yet. fuck no. You okay, spoil anything sorry, this podcast sorry. is over. All right. Well, um then Friendship I will, over! I will try and just spoil without without um saying anything um you spoil anything so what i really think what i really am hoping um Mm. and thinking from this game in terms of like weaponry Mm. is that we're we're going to be starting out with the axe and the blades and that we're going to be getting more and more weapons as we go i think probably at least two maybe three or four weapons that will add to the roster Two. Uh, you think two? Two's my vote. Two? I think two. I think three. This game, I'm these, personally think, I, saying three, but it could just be two. I think you'll get two, and then maybe they'll give you a third for like the final fight. Because historically in God of War games, the originals, you got like three or four weapons, and it was kind of a nice arsenal of weapons. But the, the, the this reboot, they kept it minimalistic, which I really liked. You had the axe, and you had the blades of chaos, and that was it. And I love the minimalism of it. It was like, you didn't, you know, in the other games you had the axe, or not, excuse me, you didn't have an axe. You had the Blades of Chaos. You had, like, the Bow of Typhoon. The, you the had the Sword of Artemis. Yeah, you had the Claymore, yeah. which is the Sword of Artemis in the first one. And then you eventually got the Blade of Zeus. Yeah. Like, you had, a, you know, a whole bunch of shit to choose from. This one kept it minimal. I think, my prediction is, you'll get two. If there is a third, it'll just be for the final fight. But... I'm gonna my, I'm gonna put my money down November 9th at 7:35 p.m. Central Time. One of them is gonna be Thor's hammer. Okay, that's a pretty, huh? You think that you think that Thor's hammer is gonna be the lightning weapon that he takes? Mm-hmm. Okay, because and I think it'd be more of a range thing. So yeah. Whereas you can toss the Leviathan that axe and bring it back, like You'll just be able like, to, like a lot of spray lightning. Yeah, it'll be much more AOE Interesting, because I thought what I thought was going to happen was uh, maybe to call back to what we've seen in the in the previous games, maybe a, a, a two handed sword of lightning. Mm-hmm. I didn't think maybe he was going to take Thor's hammer. That maybe he was going to use Thor's hammer to kill Thor and then like bury both, <laughs> or give or give the hammer back to Sindri and or this could this is something that could happen. He could give the hammer back to Sindri and. Um, Brock. Brock, and they could like melt it down and reforge it. That would be an interesting thing. What if they re- that would what be... if they reforged Mjolnir into like a sword? But why? I don't know. I guess he doesn't want a hammer. Yeah. I think it's going to be a hammer. I think it'll be an AOE thing. Fair. But I could be wrong. But you know, a lot. But you are right in the sense that typically in Kratos's amazing fashion, he kills people with their own weapon, yeah. and it's goddamn amazing. Yeah. When he rips Hades' soul out of his own body with the the claws of Hades in the third game, oh, such a satisfying yeah. moment. So yeah, that's very common. I could see him somehow being able to be worthy, quote unquote, of Thor's hammer of Mjolnir and just beating the fuck out of that guy as like the middle point climax of Ragnarok. That's my prediction. Yeah. Okay. Now, as for the second weapon. A claymore, you know, a much more melee-based weapon, could be a lot of fun. I would love to see the return of the Blade of, uh, of Olympus. I would, too. I would love to see I think, some of the older weapons return. And 
be keeping congruent with the 2018 game, you got a new weapon and a weapon based on the original trilogy. Yeah. So if they did Thor's hammer and the Blade of Olympus, it would keep that pattern. You know what I want them to do? So they. What do you want them to do? So we only went to like five of the realms. Some of them only for a few, uh, uh, like. This game will span all nine. This expands all nine. And I was talking about the 2018 game. Yeah, thank you for picking up on that. I know. Um, so in Ragnarok, they're expanding all nine. What I would love for them to do is, in the same way where some of the realms were only like visited momentarily, is if we go back to Greece momentarily in this game for story purposes i'm not sure what maybe like he has to confront <laughs> zeus you know like he was haunted by zeus a little bit in the in the previous game when he went in hell in yeah. hell so maybe what if he has what if that like continues to haunt him a little bit and he goes to greece to confront that like ghost or something um or whatever i don't know um and uh he like finds the weapons that he buried or whatever he did to them in. I was gonna say I can't remember what happens to the yeah because I never again, played the, the third game so I don't know what he and I'm just trying to remember I I don't I know he beats the living fuck out of Zeus yeah. it's such a great sequence you should go play it because even just that one sequence is worth it right at the end because it goes into first person mode yeah. and Kratos is literally just punching the fuck out of the camera yes. and like you have to stab out the eyeballs of some I think it's Zeus and you press L uh, L three and L R three so it's like I recently and then you see Kratos do that. I recently watched the, um, uh, not all of them, but a lot of the, the cutscenes from God of War 3, like, because a lot of that game is just, like, traversing Mount Olympus and killing all of the gods one by one in epic fights, and it was, it was like four hours, it was like four hours of cutscenes, um, (laughs) uh, of just him, like, going around Mount, Oly- uh, uh, Mount Olympus and killing, you know, Gaia, and she, like, throws him off. It was great. It, they had updated it to 4K because it was a PS3 mm-hmm. game, so make it look better. Yeah, you can get it remastered You can get it remastered PS4. now. Um, I'm, and I'm, I, I might do that because I played the first two games, but I want to, I wanna like, you... go back and, and uh, replay those, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's I, no I, time. I'm hoping um, there's a way, but... But it's like you can get it for like ten bucks sometimes. It goes on sale oh, for like yeah. ten bucks to get three, and it's super fucking dope. So yeah. All right. What else? Uh, so what other? You know, so, without spoil anything. What else do you got for predictions for Ragnarok? So you've gotten past your interaction with Freya already, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, That's like literally the he, opening thing of the game. <laughs> yeah, Fenrir. Fenrir. You know, the wolf has died, and Kratos walks in the house, and that's where I'm at. Okay. So, so I. Honestly, Fenrir's got to come back. I though. don't think that Freya is as big a threat as they were making her out to be in the trailers. I think that mm. that from what it seems like, she has been pestering them for all the time that years. it's yeah for a few years. It's probably been like three years, four years at this point. Yeah, I think it's three. supposed to be about the same amount of That's time fair. that it's taken like outside of the game for it to be released you know there's there was a line that like thimble winter will occur for x number of years and yada yada and i think yeah i i think they've determined the year amount but we i just don't remember so so let's just say three years so i think that freya has been pestering them and and trying to kill them for a while but but kratos seems to just kind of shrug her off like, he legitimately just kind of seems to shrug her off in this opening scene. And she, too, is like, 
just kind of i think she's taking out her she didn't seem as committed she doesn't seem as committed to like killing them i think that she i think that she is more taking out her frustrations when she is frustrated she's grieving she's grieving she's still grieving grieving. and and uh, uh i liked that line um it was haunting but when atreus said like will when will she stop like when will she stop getting when, when will she get over it essentially is what he says and and uh kratos says she lost her child she's never getting over that and that that really that's a, hit a lot harkens back to the original trilogy because yeah. i mean a lot of what motivated Kratos in the first three games is the fact that he he unknowingly killed his family mm-hmm. in, in a, fra- a fit of rage caused by the gods. And then in three, he has to deal with Hephaestus, who, you know, and his daughter Pandora. Like, that's a big plot point. And, uh, you know, yeah, like, uh, it's, you know, that, that anger consumes you for mm-hmm. never ending. But I agree with you. I think Freya is only going to be a threat for... Just a little chunk of the game, maybe bits I, at a time. I, I think that she's like gonna she's be more she's gonna, gonna be, be more of a nuisance. I think she's gonna be recurring. Yeah. She's gonna have, um, she's gonna be one of those bosses where you fight her like three or four times, um, but it's not like a, a major thing. It's just kind of like a, a she comes in and 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 gets angry. I can see a possible. Uh, uh, I can see the ending, her being the actual final boss. But it's not like a, a an intense boss fight. It's like after the boss fight, the final like hard, more of a scripted fight, more of like a scripted fight where where she like you defeat her and she basically is just like please just kill me. Yeah, yeah, she's just kind of done with every yeah. done with life. Like life isn't worth living. I that, but that was what the that was the end of the first game. So I don't know if they would end this game the same way, except him like mm. resolving to do it this time. Like I, I don't know. So, a lot of my theories. So my heart, my mind always harkens back to the mythology that these games are based on. Because while Kratos is a fictional character mm. in these mythologies, they do. A, Santa Monica Studios has done a really great job integrating the mythology with Kratos, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and into these games, like a lot of the, the, the events happened, you, you know, a little different than the way they played out in the mythology, but they're still kind of congruent. They run parallel with each other. And Freya was Zeus, Odin, not mythology. Freya was Odin's wife, but only because to end the war between the Aesir and the Vanir. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a it was a marriage by convenience or whatever you want to call it. It was a treaty. It was a bargain. They they ended a war by marrying these two. So like, what if you're fighting Odin at the end, and then fucking Freya just comes out of nowhere and stabs, takes it takes him out because she's like, well, fuck this old bastard with one eye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like a bait and switch. The whole game builds up to a big fight with Odin, and then Freya's just like. Fuck you, old man. I could, I could definitely see that, um, especially. Um, oh, oh, sorry, no, I, I won't spoil anything. Um, I, I will say, um, you they, almost got us canceled. They got us an act. There's an actor in here who is never somebody I would have expected to see in a video game, and never who I expected for the role that they chose. 
and I absolutely the moment it happened, I was like, oh, of course, that makes that's absolutely who they that that's the right choice for this. Why would I ever think otherwise? Like it was just one of those mo- you know one of those moments where you like didn't realize it, but it's all of a sudden perfect. That it's, was that was you this. got everything you wanted and you didn't realize that it. was this. How how good was that without spoiling anything? Fair. It's intriguing because now I'm like, oh, what actors? Don't worry. It's, with, it's within it's two first. hours. It's with. I, That's why like, I'm like, oh, I could like, I could figure it out tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you will, you will find it definitely yeah. in the next like thirty minutes. So. So yeah, there's you know I know you know there's that aspect, but but at the same time, mythology says that. Odin is. How does Odin die in Ragnarok? I know Thor, I believe Thor is eaten by Fenrir. No, no. Well, was it? So we saw one of the seen two. a giant wolf in some of the trailers for this. And as we all know, Fenrir is a giant wolf in the mythology of... of, um, mm-hmm. uh, in, of and Greece. is the son of Loki. And is the son of Loki. So what if when Loki did that spell on him and then went to bury Fenrir... What if that was like necromancy, so to speak? I don't know if it's necromancy, but maybe like transference of a soul. Sure, yeah, like uh, necromancy to me is more like raising the dead. Yeah. So I guess you know, but like, cause yeah, we saw these blue lights come out of Fenrir and just kind of disappear. But like, it's maybe his essence is going to another, you know, another form. Yeah, and that I can form see that comes Back in the shape of a great big wolf, cause yeah, if Fenrir eats which one is it god damn it it's gonna bug me i gotta go read my neil gaiman again yeah i read that if you haven't read it neil gaiman's more I have norse it, mythology i have it over in my uh, uh it's have you show. have you read it yet i've read some of it i never finished it it's fun it's very interesting it's really fun yeah. he that's uh, what is so great about neil gaiman is that he's a great fiction writer but he's also an expert in fucking mythology and lets you know it <laughs> But he writes in, a, in his style, which a was good a good style, introduction yeah. to his style, because it's a unique style that doesn't always work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Neil's style doesn't quite work for me, but it was a good, a good starting point. Yeah, because it was short stories, so yeah. it was like, oh, well, he you know, does you write. Used to it. He doesn't write long books. You know, he's not the sort of person who writes really long uh, books. He has written. No, some... but he writes around the point. Yeah, he's not directional. He's not. Um, to the point, he he kind of just dances around it and lets the reader infer what's going exactly. on. And that's there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's just, just not your style. I, we've talked this. I like to be spoon fed shit. Yeah. Goo goo gaga. I'm a baby. Feed me that shit on a fucking spoon on an airplane. Never say those I'm words again in that order. <laughs> or I will get off this call and this show is canceled. <laughs> touche, good sir. Touche. But. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, Fenrir eats someone. So I feel like we're going to... It's not the last we've seen of Fenrir. Uh, no, definitely not the last time we've seen Fenrir because we've seen a giant wolf in the thing. What else... Why would they have the giant wolf Well, a wolf that's not Fenrir when, Fenrir when Fenrir was just a tiny little pup? Now, to be fair... To be fair... There is, a, there is also a discrepancy. Just uh, harken back to like... Final Fantasy Seven. There's Fenrir and then there's Fenris, and there's been different translations. So it could hmm. be they meet. You know, Fenrir is his wolf in the beginning, and then Fenris 
you know, could make an appearance. And I could be totally wrong. I am by no means a Norse mythology expert and could be sounding like a total douchebag right now. Much like I always do. So, but I, believe, I, I think I have read that, like, there is also Fenris and it's a translational thing. You know, it's just depending on who's translating the Scandinavian text. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, moving on. What else we got for Ragnarok? What else we got for from predictions? You, um, so I predicted Thor is going to die in the middle. Uh, well, I have some predictions. We'll see. What other Norse gods do you think we'll see? You think we'll see like? Well, I think know, we're going to see all the Norse gods because they're not making another game, and this is Ragnarok. This is true, but <laughs> they're, if they are doing another game, they're going to do another mythology. So. Uh, I yeah. definitely think we're going to see pretty much all of the gods, all of the worthwhile ones, at least. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you to see the first boss um, to, or, for like the whole sequence in and around it. Uh, uh, yeah, just I when we'll have to do another episode next week because we'll probably both have beaten it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it that you know apparently um, I I, th- I don't know. I love my was. girlfriend, but I told her nope, not 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 visiting you next weekend. It, <laughs> the, here's the thing, the the game. I th- I don't know who it was. I don't know what the publication was. I think it was IGN. Let's just say it was IGN for the sake of argument. Um, they said that they had five different employees play through the entire game. And they all came back with different like play times. Like the fastest person was twenty. That was idea, I believe. Twenty seven hours, I think, was like the fastest person, and the slowest person was like sixty hours or sixty five and a half. Yeah, hours like platinuming it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think that. Excuse me. So if I start now, we could record again tomorrow. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying. You'll just be done. <laughs> No, that honestly, like the with the, the fact that this game, I, I one of my favorite things is that they have continued with the uh, uh, feeling of it all being a continuous single shot. The one shot, yeah. Um, I was wondering if they're gonna do that. And that's oh, they so were one hundred percent going to do that. That was what made the first game Yay. so special, and I felt like that they, 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 this helps it kind of um, feel like it's co- cohesive, uh, the same game essentially. Again, for those who don't know, the two thousand eighteen reboot and this game. The whole game takes place in a single continuous shot. There are no camera cuts whatsoever from the beginning to the game to the credits. Except for the no player cuts. turning on the menu and shit like that. You know, that's the only time the menu, the, the but camera the, cuts. The game never cuts yeah. itself. Yeah, yeah. There are no, you know, cutting away to be like, what's the villain up to? Or what are these characters up to? Or no. You follow Kratos and his son Atreus. From start to the finish. entire story is relayed to you just as it is relayed to them, and most of yeah. the time, and one hundred percent of the time, they're relaying the story to you. Um, so say, they're just so as they confused as you they are. Continued this um, in this game, and I, I was completely expecting that, and I'm very glad that they have have continued with that trend because um, I think that it really, I think that it really fits. Um, uh, the this new rebooted kind of um, well, it's not going to be a trilogy. Aesthetic. So, yeah, it fits. It really just fits the aesthetic this. of these and two. It makes the the them, narrative. It makes them feel like movies, but at the same time, it also kind of makes it like, do you want me to just n- not stop? 
playing until I'm done because as soon as I leave, the continuous shot <laughs> kind of stops. Yeah, it's hard. It, it, it does. Like, and the thing is, but it, with, it also the, connects. When it's you. a continuous shot, you never feel like there's a a a a, a good pausing point. There's never a time of like, um, okay, you know what? This is a good just. I'm gonna pause right here because the action is always up. Like whenever they turn, and like okay, let's go. It's like oh, I should really go. I should really go take care of this. You know, they kind of drive that that feeling home. Uh, I at a certain point, I in, in the first in the 2018 game and now in Ragnarok, I a few times was like oh fuck, I should have paused. You know, just right there and actually was a good pausing point. It just the energy was so up that it made me feel like I couldn't be pausing there because the story was still going. You know, like. They, that's a really, that's, this is a compliment, not a uh, <laughs> critique, but I think that it's, I think that's a really good, but at the same time, it can be problematic when, you know, you're on a schedule and you're like, ah, I gotta, I gotta get going, or I gotta. Well, that's up to the player to figure out their own shit, yeah. but, you know, even the original games, you know, there, you were always with Kratos, now there are cuts to, like, show, like, oh, you know, when you solve the puzzle, it showed you, you know, hint, hints uh, or when you entered a new area it gave you a sweeping blanch like land shot of uh, of new area stuff but like you were always with kratos pretty much the whole time it wasn't like you would cut to zeus and you saw his like machinations no or some shit going on well yeah you did were there oh yeah i, I mean in the, uh, if you if you okay that. i remember a lot in the of opening those. of three no, in the opening even of in three. the first game, I just remember lots of those. Like, like after you, after they've just mm-hmm. dropped you in and you start playing, after that, like first hour or so, then they jump off and you have like uh, 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 Zeus talking to um, uh, 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 Ares, and you have uh, uh, Ares talking mm, no. to. I, I remember. I Not remember the first one, at least. No, because the only time you see Zeus, Poseidon, Athena, the only god you see. There's only two gods you actually see in one, and that's Athena as a statue, and you see Ares in person. The other gods just appear as uh, gift givers of like power. Mm. Zeus only appears as a person who gives you lightning Maybe as a I'm ranged attack. Of two, you don't... And two, yeah, okay. There are a few cutscenes, so you're not wrong. Okay, I, I, I concede. You're, you're not wrong when it comes to uh, the, your point. Just I'm gonna disagree with you on the the game that it occurs in. Cause yeah, two opens up and like Athena fights back against Zeus of like, Kratos can't destroy my city. Uh, so anyway, we're going to move past that cause I'm wrong, <laughs> but it also, I think creates like an intimate connection. Like you just connect with these characters more by having that continuous shot. Yeah. And, and you know, seeing what they're going through and every little moment, every little beat, every little breath is just there. And like, Oh, those people that can call off those one shots. I mean, movies like 1917, mm-hmm. Birdman. And even 1917 has that one moment where, like, he gets knocked out and they cut to black and then they go. So it's basically, it's two shots. Well, I mean, you could fight that, like, the the time that Kratos goes into Yggdrasil and, like, warps around. Exactly. There's a flash of white. You could argue that that's a cut. I do argue that. But, but again, you're still with him the whole time. You're not, you know, there. And, like, I love that, like, you kind of have to infer, you know, as much as I like being spoon fed shit, I do like that there's a couple moments where like you're climbing a mountain and you come across uh Balder, the god Balder, and two of Thor's sons interrogating Mimir. And you come in halfway to you know, halfway in the conversation. And and, and you just continue listening as your character is moving yeah. versus in any other game, 
your character would have stayed put and it would have been a cutscene and you would have watched them and listened and heard what yeah, you know, needed to be but said. But because but they're like, moving, you're also moving and like doing your shit. And, like, yeah, you're it's 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 in They're real not just time, standing around so... talking. They're like they're gods. They're fucking jumping around and like or they're they're on their own little fucking like quest. Yeah, and you have to like in you know listen or read the subtitles cuz if you're not then you're going to miss out versus a cutscene that like forces you to focus yeah. on this shit. It's like you have to actively choose to listen in on this conversation because it's important. So, and you just said you just said something interesting, and I'm going to end this conversation with with uh, something that you just talked about was uh, uh, listening or reading the subtitles. And did you notice that when you booted up this game, um, it asked about um, uh, like quality of life, essentially, you know, um, aid aiding in in your gameplay, you know, accessibility. Accessibility. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Um, yeah. uh, the accessibility features. Did you notice that? That's a big thing that's been coming up. This game is games being recently. heralded as like one of the most accessible, friendly games for handicapped gamers. I think that this is. It a, has like over seventy options. This is a tremendous thing. I think that this is a wonderful trend in the game industry, especially from Sony. They did this with their recent uh, Last of Us uh, Part 1. Well, they, it was in The Last of Us Part 2, and then when they uh, made The Last of Us Part 1, the remake of the original Last of Us game, they also had their, their extensive accessibility features, and it's it's passed on into this game. I think that this is amazing. It is a great way to include people who are uh, not only uh, visually or... Uh, um, uh, audibly impaired audibly impaired but also for people who struggle with attention deficit and um other such issues is really helping uh, helping people uh connect with the game in their own way and uh, I, I think that this is a tremendous trend in the uh game industry and i think that we should all be applauding it no matter what um, because the more work they do, the more people get to play games uh, uh, who might not have before. Yeah, it's insane, and it's. I was following that story for, you know, probably the last year. I remember when they first announced, like, oh, God of War, the you know, God of War Ragnarok is going to have all these accessibility features, and and while I, you know, the only one I really use is subtitles because I'm a deaf motherfucker. Yeah. Like just just knowing that they've done that is just like wow, way to put in the work, guys. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, in a, in in a time and era of video game development where every minute matters to the point where it's like, you know, they get down to the wire and this crunch and all this shit that goes on. Santa Monica Studios actively decided to allocate the resources, the time, and the people, the the man and slash woman hours yeah. or people hours. To, to do that instead of like, oh, we're going to polish the graphics or we're going to try to pump this game out six months earlier or something. It's like, no, we're going to take the time to make sure that anybody who wants to experience this heartfelt, amazing story about a guy, about a, a man and his, and his son mm-hmm. can. Yeah. Like that's, that's truly yeah, something to be heralded and, and should never be overlooked because that's, I think, what that should set a standard in my opinion. There's somebody out there, maybe not well, one person, but it's a few people who uh, let me preface this as long as you know youtube has been around as long as long as video games uh, have been be, uh, per, like shown on YouTube, on on uh, uh, video streaming platforms you know people playing them as long as that's been around we've seen people 
with uh, disabilities finding ways around playing games. You know, since 2005, we've had videos of people playing Ocarina of Time uh, without looking, like, who are blind and are just using sound to play the game. And, you know, people have been doing it for years and years. So I think that we need to applaud the people who were watching those videos and said, you know what? We, we think that's so great that they put in all that work. Let's take the effort to help those people play these games without so much work. And those are probably the people who watched those videos back in the exactly. day. And, we're, and are now the ones in the game development room. The people who watched Santa those Monica videos Studios. and sympathized really hard with those people yeah. and said, we don't want you to work so hard just to play one game. We want you to play all the games. As, yeah, as easily as you amazing. can. So, so I uh, applaud those people. I applaud the executives who listened to them. And I applaud the people with the disabilities who are now able to play these games without any problem. Salud. Salud. Now you got one more... One more Ragnarok prediction in you before One more we, Ragnarok uh, prediction. Uh, fine, I'll end it. Um, I'm trying to not do any spoilers. We talk because... about weapons. We've talked. How about how about the longevity of Kratos? Do do you think he dies? Because it was hinted at. Spoilers at the end of the 2018. It's hinted that Kratos dies. You know what I could see them totally doing? Maybe not killing him well, in this game. Have you ever played? You're not a big Metal Gear Solid fan, are you? Not particularly. It just it, so like it seems intriguing, yeah. but I just it's like at this That's point, eh. Metal Gear Solid Two. Uh, now is a loved game, but at the time it came out was critically panned because uh, when it came out, the tutorial was all you playing as Solid Snake two hours and that was what the demo of the game was and people loved it it was like this is amazing you're talking about two sons of liberty uh i think that's four i'm talking about no. metal gear solid. i know exactly where you're going with this and you're talking about metal gear solid 2 metal, i am talking about metal gear solid 2 you but sons of liberty is number four i think anyway, whatever go ahead uh uh but two um yeah they had this demo it was amazing people were so excited because it was a huge improvement on the first game uh huge excite very much uh uh people the world was losing their shit and then the game releases and past the demo part you'd lose solid snake as the playable character and you were playing as i forget his name who uh later was uh raiden Raiden, who who uh became the main character in uh metal gear revengeance the more hack and slash game but so just cool. for the record, two is Sons of Liberty. It is. Four are Guns of the Patriots. Okay, that's I always get those confused. Okay. So I was right. So fuck, fuck you. you. Okay, fine, fine, fine. So Sons of Liberty. Uh, so yeah, you play as him, and then you uh, play as Raiden for the rest of the game. But Raiden <clears throat> wasn't cool. He wasn't a cyborg like he became in the later games. So he was just kind of this wimpy fucking you know, blonde kid, you know, and nobody really liked him, and. I could see. But you got to play naked. There was a whole scene where you got to play as him naked. Yeah, that's fair. I could see them doing something where it like really like in like heavily implies that Kratos is gonna die instead of just like, huh? I wonder if his wonder if Kratos is gonna die. What if they really heavily imply like Kratos is gonna die, and then the like third game opens up with like you playing as Kratos, and then you take over um, 
by playing as uh, uh, Atreus. 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 And when, but once he's an adult. Mm. I don't. But ship part that of my, theory. I, I'm also I... partly making some part of that uh, uh, prediction because I've already seen. Uh, no, no, no. I, I'm. I don't want to spoil anything that you you've seen. So I'm changing some of my <laughs> prediction, just so I don't. I, I think this game because they've already announced that a lot of this the this game the theme is letting go, and everybody I think is going to infer that is as. Oh well, Freya letting go of her anger for Balder or something like that—that's the surface level. But it's also letting go of Kratos as a protagonist, quote unquote protagonist. Because let's face it, he's a giant douchebag. Yeah, is he necessarily the God of War? Does he have to be the God of War for the franchise to continue? You know, I, I think. What if you play as Atreus in the final fight? What if like he dies before the end and you you take on as Atreus, but he's like takes on. Yeah, you pick up the axe and you play Not as a trace. I, like, I could almost see Without that. spoiling anything, what if he, like, morphs into kratos so to speak not 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 literally into kratos but what if he like takes on kratos's no you know what's gonna happen here's here's a here's a hot prediction Yo, the floor is hot yours. drunk thought Go ahead, prediction. Take it. so in all the god of war games including the 2018 reboot there's a you can press l3 and r3 and you go into a god mode rage sure. spartan rage fury whatever you want to call it but you go into god mode in the in in the 2018 version, it was, you know, Spartan Rage, and you just literally have your fists, and you're just punching Which shit. is in this game as well. Yeah, I, I assumed so. But, like, in the final fight, what if Kratos dies? It's a scripted fight. Kratos dies, and Atreus goes into a Spartan Rage. Or a... a uh, and, like, ages up or something? No, I don't think he's going to age up. I don't think we're going to see any, like, transformation or, like, go Super Saiyan or anything like that. But uh, but just, like, a Jotunheim rage. And Jotunheim rage is what takes down Odin. Sure. Yeah. Because that's, you know, that's the Frost Giants. Yeah. That's, you know, where they're from, Jotunheim. And Atreus is And low- because of that, because he's able to wield the axe like an adult, and he's able to kick ass like an adult because of that Jotunheim rage. Mm-hmm. That could that's, be something. That's, could be. That's a prediction. It could be. Could be something. I could see. I could see that happening. You know, a Jotun rage and just decimates the Asgardians. Well, instead of predicting, of you it. know what I think we should do? I think we should just play it, and then get back to it after we've played it. Get back to this, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about it about how amazing it is because. In two hours, it's already really good. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. excited. Um, yeah, there's there's no there's no downside here. Yeah. So um, on that note, Corey, where can we find you on the internet? Do you do anything uh, worthwhile that we should be interested in? Maybe some photography. Maybe some social media. Are you are you funny hey, man, on the internet? If... Oh, I'm fucking no funny. Do you, do you but... make jokes? If you if you really are that desperate for my OnlyFans account, I guess I could give. Now it to there's you. something that we can talk about here. You all you do is strip, and I just go for twenty dollars an hour. You can <laughs> sorry for twenty dollars no, for twenty dollars a month. You can watch Corey Rokes get bare fucking naked all the time.
That's it, folks. Quit my job. Be, become a stripper with that as my stock sign. Um, <laughs> but before that happens, um, usually you can find me at a bar or drinking alone here or spending a time with my awesome girlfriend. But beyond that, I am on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Maybe I'm on TikTok. I don't fucking know. At uh, Roxy Boy, R O K E S Y B O Y. And on those sites, you can find my website, which contains all of my photography, videography, resume, bullshit. So nice. hit me up there. Are you looking for a setup? Because I'm not going to give You're it to you. You're not giving it to me? Well, okay then. <laughs> I want you to take the initiative. If you want to find me on my birthday, how dare you? you make, you're making me self-promote on my <laughs> I birthday. I gave you a gift. <laughs> I gave you a gift. You got to drink. <laughs> <laughs> this is a gift worthy. This is a standard practice. <laughs> Common courtesy, sir. I am circumventing if, expectations. If you want to find me anywhere, you can uh, check me out at mad-musings.com where you can find my short stories, my shorter stories, some photography that go along with those shorter stories, and uh, you know poetry scenes from plays and, and whatnot, just writing in general, words to pages, you know that sort of thing. Is it live? Is it fully live? It yet? is almost live. I was, I have, I was, I've been working on it. It's, it's, it's almost live. It's probably, it, it'll be live by the time that this episode actually goes out. So yeah, you can check it out. It's live. Um, uh... <laughs> uh, For those who are listening to the episode, I'm giving Graham a extreme look of skeptical <laughs> derision. All right. I'm like sure and then besides that you can also find me at uh, outrageous underscore creation on instagram and uh that's pretty much all the bases until i get a fucking patreon eventually we'll see we'll see about that bullshit who the fuck is gonna pay i don't this? know i don't know we'll see <laughs> like if we get 10 li- if yeah. we get 10 listeners then i'll think about it I think we've had like 10 downloads for the, the whole duration of this thing. And like three of them are you and me and my mom. Like, oh no, I hate that your mom listens to this. Oh, she doesn't. She, she doesn't. just downloads it for the, num- for the numbers. No, no. I was just being funny. Okay. <laughs> or trying to be funny. It's not you're working. Not, you're not working at it very hard. I'm not very funny very okay, hard. That That's fair. That's just sad. Yeah. Well, Corey, it's been. Or I guess I, I guess when I am hard, it's pretty funny. That's sad. All right, Corey, it's been a fun night. <laughs> I think we'll end it there, and that's it for us, folks. Uh, you can catch us anytime. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with more drunk thoughts and high opinions. I am your high opinions, Graham Stevens. I am still getting drunk. I have more thoughts later on. I'm Corey Rokes in the meantime. All right, that's it for us. Have your thoughts about Deal. Cheers. Cancel. Stop. Stop recording. Stop. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You got your cut point. <laughs> <laughs>